This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. Peer pressure didn't exist to me. Yeah, nigga, take that. So when other teenagers were dealing with, I wonder if I'm good enough for this crowd or that crowd, dude, I'm 15 years old. Let's just go up a little bit more. I'm 16, 16 and a half years of age, and I'm fucking smoking weed and drinking with one of my fucking heroes that I used to run home to watch him on remote control. I'm, I'm fucking drinking with Colin Quinn. I'm smoking weed with Dave Chappelle. The fuck you think I you think I give a fuck about who scored seven touchdowns? You think I give a fuck about um who's the hottest cheerleader? I think Lisa Lampanelli wants me to fuck her in her butt. <laughs> the fuck would I be caring about some fucking cheerleader over here? <laughs> Bitch, I'm a monster, no good blood sucker. Fat motherfucker, now look who's in trouble. As you run through my jungles, all you hear is rumble. Kanye West samples, here's one for example. Gossip, gossip, nigga, just stop it. Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. Pop it, pop it, nigga, I get it. Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert. I'ma need to see your fucking hands. Best living or dead, hands down, huh? Let's talk more here right now, huh? And my eyes more red than the devil is. And I'm about to take it to another level, bitch. Now who you going get? Ain't nobody cold as this. Do the rap and attract triple double no assist. And my only focus is staying on some bogus shit. Arguing with my older bitch, acting like I owe a shit. I heard the beat, the same raps that gave a track pain. Bought the chain that always give me back pain. Fucking up my money, so yeah, I had to act same. Shy nigga, but these hoes love my accent. She came out to me and said, this the number two dial. If you wanna make it number one, you're number two now. Bitch, that goose in Malibu, I call it Malibu, yeah. Goddamn easy, I would hit him with a new style. Know that motherfucker, well, what you gonna do now? Whatever I wanna do, gosh, it's cool now. Now I'm gonna do my saloon now. Think you motherfucker really, really need to cool out. Cause you'll never get on top of this So mommy best advice is just to get on top of this Have you ever had sex with a pharaoh? I put the pussy in a sarcophagus Now she claiming that I bruise her esophagus Head of the class and she just want a scholarship I'm living in the future so the present is my past My presence is a present, kiss my ass Gossip, gossip, nigga just stop it Everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster I'ma need to see your fucking hands at the concert I'ma need to Alright Bell. <laughs> yeah. That was it right there. Bro, how'd you get how you get to open up with that song? Hello and welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I'm that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight we celebrate 100 episodes. I actually stuck with the shit that long. I'm surprised, to be honest with you. And tonight I have a very special guest. This whole thing kind of lined up, and I'm just, I'm so goddamn excited right now. I'm about to piss my pants. I'm not even going to lie. So, ladies and gentlemen, this man has been around 
the New York comedy scene for a long fucking time. And what's even crazier is you listen to his podcast, the the Fire in the Hole podcast, and you hear these stories about all these acquaintances and these people that he's crossed paths with over the year. And it's just, it amazes me that this dude has not been everywhere at this point. He's, he, he literally knows everybody. Tonight, my guest, the Harlem Hammer. Mr. Stretch Your Girl's Jaws Out. The underground king of the New York comedy scene, Jimmy motherfucking Martinez. Hello and welcome. (laughs) What it do? What it do, man? How's the weather up there in New York City, Jimmy? (laughs) A hot motherfucking muggy. Uh, It's like a sauna outside out this motherfucker. But uh, just real quick, you know, I got my motherfucking right-hand man with me on my right-hand side, the executive producer of Fire in the Hole, NY motherfucking G-Money. Hey, did you get uh, G-Money some head in the in the stairwell at Skankfest? <laughs> I, I told him, I said, hey, you better get some neck. <laughs> did, did, was the mission accomplished? <laughs> Yo, you know what it was? G-Money was so busy at Skankfest. He got... I. I felt horrible, man. He was there working. It was really all the pleasure just came from interacting with the 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 family. You know what I mean? All of the people that came out from all over, man. You know that was the pleasure. But the truth of the matter was, we were there hustling, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was no 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 room for nothing. None of that. Not 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 no time to play right now. You know everybody. To them, it, this is the beginning of the summer. You know, uh, G Money and I, we're already in the fall. That's you right. know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about the beginning. I'm talking about mid-fall. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, to me, I, I I definitely wasn't thinking about getting no neck. And I don't know, man. Do you really want any neck yeah. from any <laughs> of that situation? That's just like... <laughs> My nigga, you I just mean, go in, there. When in Rome. He's good. <laughs> Come on, man. You're there. Yeah, uh, man, that's but... a goddamn shame. Well, look, I appreciate the hustle. G-Money, way to be down for the cause. Because <laughs> Skankfest sounds like the kind of place you would want to be trying to get your dick sucked. Yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah. You can real scumbaggish over there, man. <laughs> I love it. Hey. Like, this guy, I love I love. You know, listen, man, I'm no stranger to creep shit. Like, I'm the kind of nigga that, 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 that fuck a bitch in her butt in the boiler room downstairs in the project somewhere where the boiler's mad, rusty and shit, dust on the floor, things crawling around with, like, 73 legs and shit like that. Like, And that's crawling up my leg while... I'm actually fucking her, and I'm unbothered by that. Yeah. So, nah, I wouldn't be a problem over at Skank Fest for me if I was to really just be on it. But, nah, this day we were really hustling that whole weekend. We were just hustling. And then it was some bullshit I was experiencing. But everything mellowed out at the end, man. The plane landed the way it was supposed to land. That's awesome. I'm jealous. I didn't get to make it up there, but I heard a little birdie told me that you guys are going to be coming down south possibly next year. So... That's gonna be a little that's, closer. I'm here in Arkansas, so that's that's a long oh, goddamn. Fuck yeah. That's a long trip to New York City, sir. You're right about that, man. And it's definitely long when you're away from home and you don't really know nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what's so crazy, um, you know, because I get my number out. You know, I, I communicate with the family member. You know, which I'm not afraid. Nine one seven seven nine two. 
one five nine three. You know, holla at the homie. It's all love here, and I, I done built so many strong relationships with family members. Like I don't, I don't believe in stars. I don't believe in celebrities. I think that's some weirdo shit. And people that play up to that shit are people that are insecure and don't trust humanity and and people in general. You know what I mean? So they wouldn't mind sucking their own dick or, you know, eating their own clit or whatever it is that they do, man. But the fans, man, that they consider fans are really your family. Yeah. Because they're your family because they're supporting you. A fan is something that's in the breeze. It's not. It, it, nah, I don't. I don't feel that way about the firing squad. You know, when they come and they they listen to to the jewels I'm going to give out that week or or what, whatever it is I'm talking about on the show. I don't. I don't take any of that shit lightly. But that's my everyday journey and everyday life. You know, motherfuckers see me walking around with Kevin Hart and all, all this shit. They think I'm unapproachable. You know, they, people think Kevin Hart's unapproachable. He's really the sweetest guy ever. And I just think that we should never take ourselves too serious. You know, um, because we're not going to get out of life. And that's a fact. I've. So I I heard you for the first time probably a year and a half ago. It was on an episode of The Legion of Skanks, right? Um, and then I think maybe last I know they they were having you on I think Black History Month like fe- February. Somebody said you were like in the hospital or some shit, and I was like, yeah, "What the fuck was. happened to Jimmy?" <laughs> and then nothing like radio silence. Then you popped up with your fucking podcast. Since I first heard you, just the way you talk, the way you carry yourself, and your stories, man, like you're you're built for this. And I think G Money realizes that G Money stands for Get Money. He knows I'm playing with he sees. No doubt, no doubt, I like that. <laughs> G Money, yeah, Get Money, no doubt, no so, doubt. Uh, this is so you're talking about a family, dude. That's one thing I can say is like i've made some real friends with this and i know that sounds stupid to say you have internet friends no motherfucker i have people coming in a couple months we're gonna hang out we're gonna have barbecue and shit like i'm making friends all over the fucking world and so my plan is to make that web as big as i can get it because hey if i'm in your neighborhood what's going on you know like it gives me a network of people that i can trust and rely on and at least half-ass vet and know that they're trying to support. And I think you may have just found your niche, my friend. <laughs> wow. You know, um, to, to me personally, um, this, this um, like, Luis Gomez, uh, excuse me, Luis J. Gomez. Yeah, I was going to get you. Don't okay. do that. <laughs> uh, you know. Sorry. <coughs> it's a it's a drought. You too. In New York. And yeah, um we're paying double we found some good shit and um this shit is <coughs> but it was Luis Gomez and, and and you know Big J Okerson and Dave Smith over at uh Legions of Skank that got me into this whole podcasting world. You know what I mean? And um, Corey Holcomb from the 5150 show gave me the courage to want to come and do a podcast because 
I used to do morning radio in New York on uh, one of the the prime stations, uh, Hot 97, with Sway, uh, from Sway in the Morning. That whole scene, you know, I knew I did something because I took a show that was rated at, like, 25, and in a month, we were, like, in, in, in the top 10, okay? Within the next three months, I'm just talking about with that top 10 month, that three months, we're in the top three. The fourth and the fifth month were number one. You know what I mean? So I didn't audition or I didn't try to get this job or nothing like that. It was a weird situation between Sway and I. I, I was going to, uh, I thought I was going to have to do something to him because I was dating some chick at the time that was PR for an R&B singer from Warner Brothers um, named Layla James and uh, fucking Sway and him was down in Puerto Rico at this shit called the Mixtape Whatever. And uh, my, my shorty called me back in New York saying that some dude was with Sway and they were disrespecting the artist and one of them called me a bitch. I said, don't say nothing more, you know. I'm, I know what he looks like. I see him... <laughs> Every hour, 10 to the hour. Okay. <laughs> he don't know what I look like. I will see him, you know, and I'm swimming in the game. So chances are we will bump into each other. Yeah. Avoid that nigga while you down there. And when you get back to New York, don't worry. So one day I'm with my boy Jay Rath from the Lost Boys and we're walking down Broadway with my own little niece, uh, Julia. And who do we see on, on Broadway? in front of a restaurant talking to somebody. It was Sway, and next thing I know, you know, I pull him up out his conversation, and I had a big afro at the time. And uh, there was white people walking by me, and I was brushing them with my hair while I was still, you know, like, <laughs> telling him about himself. And he was laughing and shit, you know, and... Um, <laughs> Just giving him a dress. He was like, listen, man, um, we could sit here... And we can talk about this bullshit, or we can get some checks together, man. I just started doing this uh, new radio show here in New York, and uh, I I would I think I need a resident street guy, and I think you would be perfect. So that's awesome. So you stand, you basically walked up on him, looking like because you used to be a lot bigger, right? No offense, I know you're a big dude, no, but no, like, no, absolutely, yeah, so yeah. Here I was you, like three. you fucking snatch. Snatch him up looking like Bone Crusher. <laughs> Give it him a yeah, fucking that's what they used to, to call me. I was up, yeah, that's what they used to call me. Bone Crusher. I uh, love it. So that was that. You fucking, they brought you in as like the man on the street. So I get, and, and then Mary J. Blige stamped me. You know, one day it was raining outside. I didn't know if I could go up in the studio and all that shit. I was up in there. Next thing I know, like Mary J., loved me she caught laughing and giggling cup action sway where'd you find him where'd you get him from and sway was like i just found him on the street and which is basically the truth but i got fired from hot 97 from cursing out at uh co one of the other co-hosts that was on the air with me named miss info and uh fabulous the rapper was there and he was like I think that's why i got fired because he was laughing so hard about it but with those tools and, you know, Lewis constantly pushing me. Corey 
from the 5150 show, giving me the courage to, to say the shit that I want to say, you know, and, 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 and mean it and stand by it with conviction. It's my message, man. Everybody's got their message in, on their podcast. And I just thought this would be a dope thing to do to directly talk with the people opposed to them hearing these stories because here's the truth of the matter you're like fucking sasquatch man like everybody has a jimmy martinez story i'm finding this out i'm get on youtube that's where i find out about you i can't read the shit in wikipedia that's hey g money you need to get a fucking Wikipedia page for Jimmy motherfucking Martinez while you That's at a it. good idea. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man. Spread the word. So, you know, me me doing this shit and, and wanting to express my 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 voice and and, and, and and my vision was was imperative for me because everyone else was painting their story of me. Now, the truth of the matter is, we still need that. Because it's other people's gossips that make you legendary. And you have to know that. And it don't make a difference. I just, I'm I'm not looking to be a star. Yeah. Okay, quote unquote, the Matrix. I'm just looking to be happy doing what it is, what I love. And that's talking and relating and letting people know when they listen to me or when I get feedback from them that I identify or they identify and basically identify, identifying what someone else is going through is pretty much letting you know that you are not alone. And I, I think that's the ultimate journey for a lot of people in the world. To, is to, to, to really know that they're not alone. So, you know, I, yeah, we talk a lot of wild shit on fire in a hole, but we also give a message. And I think that's imperative. Like Dave Chappelle, every time we're, he's in town and we're at the fucking round table at the cellar or wherever he chooses to hold court, he's always emphasizing and when i say emphasizing i mean he is stamping this shit in our heads man as comics right now we have a social responsibility and we have to own it so when i talk my shit i understand there are people listening that's holding on to every word that I'm saying. So I got to be easy. I don't want my, my opinions to become their views. I still want to leave it enough space for them to make it out to be what it is that they need from it. So... It was imperative for me to do this podcast and shit, man. And um, I just wasn't going to do it if it was going to be some half-ass shit, though. Yeah. Because whatever, I, I, I don't want to half-step. I don't want to play games. 
you know, because, homie, I like you said, I've been here. I've been doing comedy. I, I, I remember the first day I did comedy, bro. My pack got stolen in front of the building. This is where I was selling drugs in front of my building. My pack got stolen. And my cousin Noonie took me around the corner to the lucky spot. And the lucky spot was doing comedy. It's a spot on Harlem. In Harlem. It's like 90, uh, 90, 90, like 90, nigga. Okay. God damn. But uh, it, it was a, a spot in Harlem. I'm 15 years old, bro. He takes me over there, try to cheer me up. Um, trying to get this girl that lived in the group home in the next um, building from um, my building. Uh, the, the, the have sex with me. Hey, Kelly, uh, if you listen, then what up? Um, there were some other comics like my buddy Rich Lewis and um, all these other comics that was there that was like, dude, you're funny. You should come to the Uptown Comedy Club, which, which was right across the street. So um, I, was, I, I wasn't allowed to go in the club because I was too young. Okay, I'm 15. They got their liquor license and all that shit. <laughs> so I had to stand outside the club every Friday and Saturday and Sunday. They had a 7 o'clock on Friday and a motherfucking 9 o'clock on Friday. A 9.30 on Friday. Okay, Saturday, same thing. And then a motherfucking 8 o'clock on Sunday. I knew the times when the people were getting out and I would go out there and when they were forming those big lines, yeah. I would be out there trying to do stand up for them and shit like that. People would be giving me money, you know, all that stuff. And Mama Brown would come and chase me away from doing stand up <laughs> in front of the crowd and tell them, he ain't no comedian. He ain't, he don't work here. He a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that Mama Brown. Mama Brown. Uh, Mama Brown. She an old lady. Oh, and she wear. You know what I noticed? And this is from studying Mama Brown and God bless his soul, Papa Brown. Um, those are the Brown brothers' parents, uh, the creators of the Uptown Comedy Club. Old people love to wear big shoes. And I'm talking about not big shoes that's comfortable for their feet. They like to wear big shoes that cover a lot of ground. <laughs> the chances of them falling are lesser to none. That I used to look at Mama Brown big sneakers. I'm like, what the fuck? Why she got these big sneakers? They're like, what are they? But then I noticed. Mama Brown's always got a stern stability about her. Her and Papa Brown. But yeah, she used to run me off. And then finally one day, I was out there and I was killing them, man, in front of the comedy club. And it was in the fall. And I was murdering them. And Mama Brown was like, you know what? I'm going to let you come in here next Sunday. And if you're not funny on that stage, if you come around here ever again, I'm going to call the police on you. So, dude, I went next uh, next Sunday. I did the old, um, the New Jack segment. Um, and 
the rest is history, bro. They put me in a workshop with Tracy Morgan, Jim Brewer. This is when Jim Brewer used to be on the Uptown Comedy Club television show. Tracy Morgan, Maceo, Martaria, Ivy, all of these guys, man. It was just everybody and their mama came through. The Chris Tuckers, Monique, when when she was just big Monique, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I remember uh, big Monique, goddamn it. Yeah, my nigga, like, <laughs> motherfucking, I got Steve Harvey, Eddie Griffin, all that shit. The Wu-Tang Clan first television performance was on the motherfucking Uptown Comedy Club. I remember I got to hang out with Method Man and all that shit that day, man. Um, we all, after they performed at the Uptown Comedy Club, we all walked up 125th Street. And you can do the timeline check, beloved. If you think I'm at, that's one thing I never do. I never freestyle or make up a story to be more popular than I am. I've lived a very rich life, bro. Fold with drama, but still, man, very rich. But you can check the timeline, homie. I'm about to tell this story. After the Wu-Tang Clan performed at the Uptown Comedy Club, we all walked up 125th Street, and motherfucking Tupac, was on 125th Street in front of the Woolworth, um, Woolworth buying shit from the vendors. He was on break from shooting the movie above the rim, and the nigga told the Wu-Tang to pull up on him at, at the motherfucking set of Above the Rim. And sure enough, Meth and those niggas went and pulled up on motherfucking Pop while he was shooting above the rim. I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I, nigga, I didn't I was see going nothing. back to the block. I, I don't know nothing. I'm going to get my own money, nigga. You know <laughs> what I mean? Shit. But yeah, that's when that crack was popping in the hood, nigga. Crack? Woo, woo. You want a new pair of sneakers, nigga? Go stand outside for 10 minutes with that bag. 10 minutes, nigga. You got a new pair of sneakers and the motherfucking new hat. Shit, nigga. If you got that, if you got that mother low pack, Whoo, bro, you can get the rub beat, the Tims, the motherfucking jeans, and the motherfucking fitting. Yeah, man, like the fall, yeah, man, those back in those stupid days when I was just young and dumb, out there selling drugs, sticking up, stick up kids, that, that became the bigger hustle. Then my man got murdered in front of me, and I knew this was, uh, this was a hit. I knew this was right there. They murked that nigga. They could have killed me too. I'm right next to him. That was it for me. I was out the game, man. I was out the game and comedy was just, I was all in. I Back when I started comedy, you can really make a living off of this. It wasn't this weirdo shit like, I know a lot of people watch comedians on fucking TV and like, how, how is this person on TV as a comic? I know. I sit back, but I am, I'm understanding the game now. This is how the game is designed. It's not your place to hate. Or to, to feel some kind of way. And don't, it's easier said than done because I'm a part of that problem too. I, I was, I, 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 I was doing the hating and, and all that sucker shit. You know what I mean? Losing focus. Because when you start 
focusing on other people's shit and start getting better and what what you're doing, you're taking all the way from you. You think you're 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 hindering them. You know how many niggas talk shit about me, man, to other people and right now, bro, like the the guy I was uh two years ago, um I've grown, man. I'm not saying I'm perfect or I'm I'm you know I'm I'm better now. Nah. I think at least three times before I smack the shit out of a nigga. I I I three I think three to four times before I make a decision that yo this is this is going to go the distance. Now, what I'm starting to learn, I yo bro, positive energy is everything. I'm bipolar and manic depressive. Okay? Um I I I fight depression on a daily basis. You can ask G Money, he tells you, man, he'll see I he sees it. You know, um that's why I commend him so and and I honor him so much and I I have to have everyone see him as they see me. Like they're no one's boss over here. We're a united front. We're a council. You know, I, I don't believe in bosses. I believe in everyone working as a unit to achieve the same goal. But with all of the shit that comes his way, he a young, he a young man, dog. He, he's not no, no, no old nigga. He young. You wouldn't know he's young, bro. The way he stands tall in the pocket like Tom Brady, nigga. <laughs> waiting, just waiting, just waiting for the receiver to open, just separate a little space between them and the cornerback. He know he about to get sacked. He knows he's going to eat turf. But that's why this is his show. That's why I let everybody know you got to go through him to get to me. It's protocol. You know, sometimes, you know, niggas, uh, what people are starting to understand is that that shit is so real because now they motherfucking holler at me to holler at him. Yeah. (laughs) G-Money's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) What are you going to do? (laughs) <laughs> so it, it, it makes it makes sense to me, but I just want every on a team. There should be never one person shining. Everyone should be shining equally on that team, man. As much as they're putting in, there we go. You understand what I'm saying? Because if if people are you know listening to this and if they know anything about the fire and the whole history. Bro, we started off with a whole squad. We started off with a whole squad, bro. And, you know, shit trickled down and motherfuckers wasn't built for the weather. And these was grown-ass men. And, and niggas kept talking about, well, we got grown-up life shit, this, doing that. So what the fuck you saying about G-Money? Like, he ain't got grown-up shit going on? <laughs> this, nigga, this nigga work every day? It's, it's sometimes, man... Where this motherfucker's on a two and a half, three week call. Some of those days are 16 hour days. 
There's been times this nigga come off of a 16-hour day just to come to the, to the crib to motherfucking knock out the, a podcast. Just so we can get that, that, that dope out to the people for the week. But those niggas couldn't, they, they couldn't stand the rain. They couldn't fabric the weather, dog. They couldn't, they couldn't ride this shit out. Homie, I was homeless, my nigga. This nigga rode it out, bro. I was homeless and fucked up financially. This nigga would not leave my side. Would not leave my side. And was paying for the motherfucking hotel, my nigga, out his pocket. How many days we stayed at the hotel, nigga? <laughs> like, more than a week. Yeah. That, you know, like, so when you, when you find the piece to your puzzle, because that, that's, that's where, that's where it is. That's who you are, brother. The, 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 the piece to my puzzle, you, you humble yourself and you give him the tools to equip himself to shine equally as you. And I expect him to do that to the next wave coming up under him. Because that's all that I continuously install in him. I don't want him around me um, just being around for the good times. Nah, this is a learning experience. I want you five, this is five years from now is where what I see in you. I don't know if you're just seeing your yourself now, but nigga, I see you five years from now. That's the nigga I see. I don't see this this kid just moving around that just knows how to make a dope show look dope and all of this shit. Got great ideas and content for the show and I, I see it bigger. So, you know, I think when you're in position, you're supposed supposed to position those that's continuously supporting you. That's why fire in a hole, man, is it's all about it's all about the family. They yo, I can read texts, man. I can read like I can let you listen to voicemails like like, yo, dog, this shit means everything to them as much as it does to G-Money and I. And how I know that they really fuck with us, because our Patreon is popping. It's all kind of wow content. Like, you get my real life. You get clips of shit that I happen to see just walking in the hood and being in the, being in the streets. And just today we was in Harlem, nigga. A fucking lady was walking her baby with just a pull-up pamper on, nigga. It's hot. I, fuck that. <laughs> well, get him some shorts. Or some socks. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just like, what the fuck? It is hot. But why are you taking... You know when she was going to the sprinklers? That makes sense. Yeah, you don't get your clothes wet, man. I, I, I understand it, but why are you gonna take him to and his and his pull up huggies to the sprinklers? 
Come on, man. You trying to see if Huggies work all around? Come on. Don't do that to that baby. Don't do that to that baby. But, you know, I, I, I just laugh. But, you know, people that don't get to see this kind of shit on a regular, that's the kind of shit we post on our Patreon wall. It's just that I see from my eyes. Because when people listen to podcasts, I, I don't listen. I don't hate nobody, bro. I'm not hating on nobody's podcast. I'm not hating on none of that shit. But I just don't believe in antics, yo. I'm not a... Un, unfortunately, I happen to be in the midst of shit that becomes some sort of antic. Okay? But I'm not for that shit. So I, I, I try to stay clear away from it. But a lot of these podcasts, man, they they there's it's all gimmicks. These niggas ain't talking about nothing. It's all fast food. Where's the food for the soul? All the, a lot of this shit that that's why I don't I don't listen to podcasts. And G Money will tell you he informs me everything about what's going on in podcast land. But for me, I just think it's best. For me not to listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, it keeps me fresh. It keeps me honest to myself. I just want to keep talking that real shit. You know, like I the world, we're we're in a deficit right now. And everybody's walking around acting comfortably confused. I'm done with this racism shit. This shit is so whack. It's so stupid. It's like, what the fuck are we doing here? There's real shit going on. Our kids are lost right now. Everybody's kids, not just black kids, not fucking white boys in and in, in middle town, uh, America, in middle America. That's fucking nah, man. Everybody, kids. Shit is nuts. The family component, bro. And I'm talking. I'm coming from a broken home situation. But within the broken home situation, there was still a home. That ain't it no more. It's the babies having babies with the babies having babies. And they don't, they don't have the dialect, the intellect to understand empathy, compassion, understanding, love. It's crazy. <laughs> so that's why they fucking feed into the music and listen to what the music is telling them. Fuck a bitch this. Yeah. Fuck a bitch that. Yeah. Pop a pill now. Yeah. Pop a pill now. What? Yeah. Nigga, the kids don't need to. Come on, bro. At least, I, you know, G Money bugs out because whenever we ride around and shit, you know, I'm a, I, I love 80s. I'm I, I'm stuck in the '80s music. I love eight in the '80s music. I love '80s everything. I love '80s everything. They don't make they don't make movies no more like they used to. All of the movies, like the movies in the '80s, were fucking awesome, man. They were fucking great fucking movies. John Hughes did a great deed for fucking cinema in the '80s. John fucking Hughes, The Breakfast Club motherfucking um some kind of wonderful one of my favorite fucking mo teenage misfit misunderstood 
everything, everything wrapped into one love, um, um, afraid of expressing love, uh, not knowing how to express love, afraid of rejection, all of that shit, some kind of wonderful, all of these kind of movies, they don't make these kind of movies no more. They don't, there, there, there isn't music. G Money teases me when I ride around listening to motherfucking Mr. Mr. Broken Wings. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking Phil Collins, groovy kind of love. Phil the Collins. Thompson twins. Yeah, yeah. There's some good you shit know, in there, man. <laughs> but yo, dude, people say that 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 isn't music. Yes, that is, oh, bro. I was listening to Queen the other day. That shit still fucking slaps. You go, yo, dude, dude, <laughs> fucking Queen, fucking the 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 movie. Oh my god! I saw the door open. I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, yo, uh, yo, Queen, I the um, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Fucking awesome film, awesome fucking film. We talked about this shit on a, on a podcast. Yeah, uh, we talked about that shit on like like. I mean, I listen, man. But it's a bad I'm not saying all yeah. movies are shit. <laughs> I'm not saying all movies are shit now because there are some. Like uh, uh, the remake of uh, uh, Star is Born with uh, fucking uh, Bradley Cooper and um, Lady Gaga, bro. I got a hold of that shit last Thanksgiving. Uh, I, you know, I do horribly during the holidays. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, the holidays bring the most depression to me. I just want to fucking get past it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to be stuck in my fucking room listening to Johnny Cash hurt yeah. on repeat. Oh man, don't do Questioning, that. Questioning, <laughs> should I fucking do it or not? And I'm just giving you the gods, the honest truth and the scenario of uh, a real situation. I got a hold of that shit la- uh, during the holidays, and I'm over here like, whoa. This is fucking... So, you know, when you... You know, when you're being provoked like that, and these days and times with music and and, um, and cinema, it lets you know that there's still a pulse for greatness to provoke that out of you. Because if you can get through it, that's how the character is built. Do you understand when I say that, man? Yeah. You got to put in the work. You got to suffer. You got to suffer. And when people think suffering, it's got to be some sort of agony where you're just, you're, 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 you're just belittled. You're just down. Nah, man. Suffering allows you to appreciate. That's what suffering is here for. So whenever you're in the midst of your struggle and you give up, that's just like Luke Skywalker and Empire Strikes Back leaving Yoda in the middle of his training to go help his friends. And we saw how that shit ended. Yeah. <laughs> got his motherfucking hand cut off. <laughs> because he didn't finish going through his struggle, which was his training with Master Yoda. So what happened when the nigga went back and finished his training with Yoda? K 
came back a Jedi. Choking niggas without putting his hands on them and all that wild shit. Yeah. Yeah. But you, he had to go through his suffering to appreciate his ability. So I, I tell everybody, man, I didn't think I was built for most of the shit that I've been through. But guess what? I guess I am. That's that's what makes me this Illmatic dude. See, when people see me, their perception is already taking them left. And then when I speak, they're 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 like, wait a moment here. Oh, oh what what's this guy's story? What the fuck? Yeah. You know, like I get it, man. You got me. I get it. <laughs> you know, but the truth of the matter is that that that's just policies that's been implicated in society. Whatever happened to a basic state of love and trust? It, it it's it's far in between, man. It's far in between, and I'm saying that with humanity. I'm just, I'm over, I'm over the toxic bullshit that we're going through and our kids are subjected to. Our kids, man, everything that we're doing. Yo, bro, I remember, right, <laughs> in the hood, I was like only only nigga that was listening to like Guns N' Roses and all that shit and, I, and playing MTV. <laughs> It you know, like, real I'm low. Like, I, I hate that I'm telling this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. There was this band that everyone called Super Cheesy back then, okay? But to me, they had this one song that used to make me cry every time the video would come on. And it got to the point where my mom would... would you in here crying. Turn that shit off. That's that devil music. Turn it off. And you, every time I'm walking in here, you crying. Because some white boy screaming and, and, <laughs> and, and, and singing. I don't want you. Go outside. Go play. That's how I'm dead shit. That's how my mom's rocking with me because there was a song by this band called White Lion called When the Children Cry. Children sing, then the new world begins. 
that was your jam, huh? Yo, bro, that shit put in, you know. It touched you. It, it did. It did. It, it touched me um, at a young age because what I saw, you know, video is 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 everything, dude. You know, because it, it helps people flush out the vision. That they're that they're, 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 they may be stuck with, you know, that where, where it can't flow, it can't it can't just happen, you know. Um, but to to me, when I saw that video, I, I I saw some white boys that got it, that really wanted to change the world, you know, um, that really wanted to. They see that everything is fucked up all across the. Across the board, man, and um, that that touched me, you know, because I always I always believe that the world can get better. I I never I never gave up hope, and you know all the niggers that I've been called, all of the fucking failures that I've presumed to be, and all of these these things that would shoot. The average motherfucker down. I thank God every day that I'm not basic. You know, the shit that the average motherfucker would have been folded on, I challenge it. I I long for it. I want it. I need it. It's a constant journey on education. And that's just me keeping it a hundred with you until we all get it as a people. And the truth of the matter is we're getting there. Oh yeah. We see through all of the Donald Trump bullshit, you know, but everybody making it about Donald Trump. Nah, man. Yeah. It's not Donald Trump. Nah, it's everybody else. It, 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 it's, it's, it's everybody. Donald Trump is the smoke bomb, Jimmy. The, the distraction. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Niggas better leave Donnie alone. Donnie's there fulfilling the government's agenda. He can't be that much of a cowboy, not in the White House. We, as a people, we got to get this shit right, man. And we're I, we getting it. And, and you know how I know? I'll tell you how I know. You know the world's about to shift for the better when white people are getting tired of white people's shit. And I'm not and I'm just keeping it I'm just keeping it a hundred. I'm just being super honest with you. No, that's I, it's a it's a it's, <laughs> yo, this it's new, true. <laughs> this new eradical age of white boys and girls that's that's coming into society and that's got their own views. Not the learned views that was trying to be given down. And, and the same shit in the hood. Niggas in the hood are starting to, nah, they ain't jacking that shit. They thinking so differently. You know how you know much heat I get because my right hand is a white boy? You know how much much shade I be getting? You know niggas be asking me questions, yo, Jim, why you wouldn't let I can, I can do that shit. I get all that shit. Oh, you fucking with the white man, huh? Oh, get the, the fuck you think? I mean, I'm in high school, nigga. Nigga, when I was in high school, I was doing comedy. So I beat peer pressure. Peer pressure didn't exist to me. 
Yeah, nigga, take that. So when other teenagers were dealing with, I wonder if I'm good enough for this crowd or that crowd. Dude, I'm 15 years old. Let's just go up a little bit more. I'm 16, 16 and a half years of age, and I'm fucking smoking weed and drinking with one of my fucking heroes that I used to run home to watch him on remote control. I'm I'm fucking drinking with Colin Quinn. I'm smoking weed with Dave Chappelle. The fuck you think I you think I give a fuck about who scored seven touchdowns? You think I give a fuck about um who's the hottest cheerleader? I think Lisa Lampanelli wants me to fuck her in her butt. <laughs> the fuck would I be caring about some fucking cheerleader over here? <laughs> So when I'm telling you I beat peer pressure, <laughs> but I got something else. I, I I got caught up with manic depression. I got caught up with being bipolar. You know, but dude, I take I, I take that I'll, I'll take that all day every day because let me tell you something about that peer pressure, bro. If you're not equipped and you're not built for it mentally. You'll go under. And we've seen it. Look at fucking Kurt Cobain, man. Dude, he, he, he's a fucking treasure. You know, like, whenever I talk with Dave Grohl and him and I, we build and I ask questions about Kurt. Dude, like, it's, it's, it's all of the questions I wanted to know when I was a kid. And when you're getting this information... You're, you're humbled that you beat peer pressure. And I, I just want to say to all your listeners, man, if you're, if you're listening and, 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 and you can identify with this, I just want you to know it's just a moment in time. It gets greater later. I promise you. Look at me. I'm still here. I'm still here to tell you this. Fuck prayer pressure, man. Do you. Do you, man. I'm, I'm not giving up on the world. And I advise you, you, yeah, you, the listener. Believe people are deserving of a basic state of love and trust. The only thing and the only way that this world is going to be saved is through love. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, that don't mean I'm not going to talk my real shit, though. Because when I see something, I'm going to say something. And that's always been me. I'm a truth teller. Fake niggas do not like me around them. I don't want I don't, I and I don't want no yo no yes niggas around me no fake niggas around me. You need people that's gonna tell you the truth, cause that's the only way you're gonna become great. I'm sorry for dominating your show. 
and, and putting all my views on your show and shit like that, and not letting you be the interviewee. You know what I mean? But Jimmy, this I, is what I wanted you on for. I think G Money sees the same thing I do. All I have to do is point you in a direction and let you go. You're a very um people say Jimmy's a dangerous man. You know why Jimmy's a dangerous man? Because you wear your heart on your sleeve. You're all heart, man. And Yo, think- you know what Michael Chase said to me one day after hanging out at the Fat Black Pussycat, Sherrod fucking left like two hours before. Fucking couldn't hang. This one I was drinking. Was that when you pushed him in the trash? No, that was it. No, no. This was like a couple of years ago when with I his, opened up. With his fur say. coat on, you pushed him in the trash. Oh, yeah. You remember the fur coat? He hated <laughs> Michael Chase said the only people that don't like you, Jim, and that's got ill shit to say about you are people that's got ill will or know they're, they got whole shit with them. Those are the people that have issues with you. I, I'm, I'm not a dangerous man. I'm a, I'm a real motherfucker. It's just like being out in the wilderness. So you, you go, you, you see a fucking bear in the wilderness. What you gonna do? You gonna start throwing rocks at the bear? No. The problem is motherfuckers think that they safe to do sucker shit. That's not going to go. And that ain't happening. You know, you got to be held accountable for shit, man. I think once people start to really recognize and understand that. Yeah. You know, they'll because respect allows boundaries to be respected. So it gives a flow. There's people know which way they're going. When there's no respect, it's too broad. So niggas don't feel like they know what, 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 what the boundaries are, but they know, but they act comfortably confused. I'm just, I'm, I'm a constant reminder with, nah, my G, not over here. I'm going I'm going to make you I'm going I'm going to let you know. Yeah, yeah. You you're out of bounds. Mr. Reality check. <laughs> yeah, something niggas need that, man. Over at fire and hole everybody welcome, man. You know, I we 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 don't discriminate against religion, race, sexual orientation, sexual preference, none of that shit. If you come in to listen and you you, you just trying to grow and you trying to you know, you just trying to motherfucking be a part of some some real shit every week come to fire in a hole and why man and kick it with g money and myself you know we gonna always be honest so if there is anything that you wanted to ask me any story anything that you wanted to ask me what would it be right now oh shit man uh it's that hundred episode right now baby yeah y'all Hundred episodes. This He's been is, grinding this out, yo. Yeah, yeah. A no. hundred episodes. That's a celebration, bitches. Hey, yo. <laughs> what up, yeah. dude? And he been he been tracking me down for this episode for a couple of months, y'all. He he, he wanted a dope one for y'all. So I hope y'all appreciate his efforts and hope y'all appreciate this hundred episode. This is a milestone, man. Congratulations, bro. Thank you, man. I think you guys are going to get there real soon. I'm so 
tickled that you guys are have found each other, and I've seen this happen, so I know what's coming. And you guys, I you just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's right around the corner, and you're gonna find some success with this. Uh, it's like watching a fire, but you know what I mean. Like I'm, I've watched the kindling go in, I've watched everything, and now I just see it. Somebody's gonna throw gasoline on this fire, and I'm just standing here waiting. With my popcorn because <laughs> I know it's going to get good. And, this guy, and when it come, you know, what's going to be crazy is the people going to know that they did this. See, this is imperative so people understand who and what they are dealing with. The gift that was given to be able to entertain in any way, form, or fashion, to bring some sort of balance, some sort of understanding, love, or whatever they're feeling in a positive way. Whatever it is that they're feeling, they have to know where it's coming from. We have to get back to fundamentals and we have to get back to foundation. And the only way we're going to do that is by recognizing that this shit don't move without us, the people. Don't let these fake on fake so-called celebrities ever front on y'all. Act like they ain't got the time for y'all. Because it's because of you guys. These motherfuckers is out the mud. It's because of you guys. These motherfuckers got the hood down douching you. Or looking forward ignoring you. While you're hollering. Can I get a picture? Can you sign this? Or acting like you're not there. It's you guys. So when you when you tell me that this is gonna pop, I believe it in my heart of hearts. But it's only gonna it's only gonna empower the people because they're gonna see the the power that they have, and what they do. I, it's not for me, man. You know our <laughs> Patreon, it's it's five dollars. It's no tears, but you get everything. You get everything. You get. Funny, wild content, real shit. You know, I you you get to see my life. And when people was telling me, no, 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 don't don't make it five dollars. Don't you're gonna you're, I have a, and then I, I I ain't gonna lie, we thought we was gonna get like ten fucking Patreon fucking followers. And then we started finding out we we're like beating up the podcasts. What was and we got the most followers, but we got followers, and it says five dollars a pop. So that says that speaks in value to me. Excuse me, that speaks to value to G Money and I. Yeah. So I know when it happens, I'm humbled. And, and I know the phone is going to get extra. Yo, bro, I done answered over fucking 10,000 phone calls, bro. Done had 10,000 conversations, man. Yeah, man. 917-792-1593. On my regular shit. Get it. 
I'm about to break the will of this fake celebrity shit. I'm about to put the pressure on these niggas. <laughs> yeah, man. You're going to have to start interacting with these people again. Caesar. Y'all niggas acting like, yeah, you, you throwing bundles of bread, you're feeding the people? Nah. Nah. We're going to break the will, my G. I, I'm telling you, that's the last thing they want. I'm about to. They, they put me in the in position to empower the people. We lit. I am the the pearl jam of comedy. I'm I'm I, I don't I'm not here to get rich off of the people. If I can live comfortably, I'm content with that. You ain't gonna see Jimmy in no fucking mansion. Me buying a mansion. Do you know how much fucking content can be sponsored with the money that I could spend on a fucking mansion? Do you know what I mean? People's ideas and dreams that can be sponsored? The fuck out of here. I'll take a regular house. Home is where the heart is. If your loved one's there, then it's a home. People get... Fucked up on what's what's riches and what's what's gold and this and that. Not you gotta fuck. Yo, when you get older, you start to see things. What what really values? All you want to do once you get older, man, is motherfucking be stress free, make money, stay at peace. And get some motherfucking head, man. Some neck. You love neck, yeah, yeah. That neck gave me, especially <laughs> when they know how to work that ostrich. Get yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> ostrich. Yeah, they get up in them gills. Yeah, word. I was just jerking off to XNXX the other night. They were, I never saw this camera angle in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but that. That neck and that camera angle, I said, whoa, thunder, <laughs> thunder. It's amazing. Thunder nut. But, uh, oh. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. Yo, dude. You said I get to ask you a question. All right. What is the best piece of advice you ever got from Patrice O'Neill? So much. I know. I, right. Maybe it's heavy, but I'm just saying right there, I said it to you. I'm thinking about a time that you did something, you bumped into him at the bar, you did a set, you did, and you just said, wow, and like something that really like changed you a little bit. Because I know there's got to be at least two or three, huh? Let's try like 10 or yeah. 15, maybe 20. Um, the biggest thing that... Damn, it's it's so many gems that he's given me, but this one particular busted your ass. Yeah, that's why this one particular situation. Um, I'm not gonna name the comic's name, and I normally don't do that, but he was in that that in that car wreck. Okay. And we had an altercation and it got back to Patrice 
And the altercation was because the comic cup teasing me. And Patrice was driving this stupid fucking Cadillac, this big car that took up all the fucking third street when they were and went down the fucking street. <laughs> and he saw me. And he honked that loud ass horn. And he said, Jimmy! And he pulled over. And it's nowhere for him to really pull over. He's still blocking the street. Come here. I need to talk to you. And he gets me inside, makes me sit in the motherfucking Cadillac with him. And he said, Jimmy, why you do that to them? And I was like, wow, you heard about it? He said, yeah, Jimmy, everybody's hearing about it. I'm going to tell you something. Jimmy, you're a true talent. And everybody wants to love you. But you are hindering yourself in this business. This is not the streets. This is the industry. You're going to have to make a decision. Because if you keep on this way, you're going to exile yourself out the game. And the only thing that's kept you around this far, and this is when I, I couldn't believe he, you know, it meant everything to hear him say it and, and the look in his eyes when he said it. I knew he meant it and he wasn't just saying it. The only reason why you're still around is because you're truly talented. The rest is up to you. And then I asked him for $25. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He gave me fifty. <laughs> it was a, it was a, Patrice was a different kind of guy. I've a lot up of a people. Lot, man. As he's, I think he's one of the most brilliant people, like comedic. Yeah, it's, I know people are just now catching on to Patrice, and I'm kind of in the boat, but I'm a few years ahead of everybody else. You know, I I saw it, and man, you've been around a lot of people that I'm just not jealous i'm just i want to know like just man that'd be crazy just hanging out with some of these people and getting to hear their stories it's amazing man <laughs> yeah man i was i was fortunate and i was lucky you know what i mean but yeah. I'm, I'm 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 even more fortunate and luckier in this day and time now you know what i mean um I, I found my my other half, and you know, like I, you know, sometimes you just know when you feel like this is like this is this is for the rest of your life. You there's certain situations you feel, you know, like I I'm not just grooming G Money to be a, a podcast owner, you know, or, or nothing like that. I'm grooming him to be a businessman. And this entertainment business, because wherever I go behind the scenes in the business, he go. And I make that evident to anyone that I'm doing business with, Viacom, um, 
fucking whatever promoters, whoever I'm doing business with. You know what I mean? This is my partner. So, you know, I'm, 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 I know that I'm, I'm truly blessed and I'm, I, you know, I believe in the most high. Whatever your, your, your spiritual guidance is, is, that's your spiritual guidance. And I just know that there's a higher form of energy that guides us and that watches the energy, man. You know, um, and I ask for continuous forgiveness, mercy, understanding. And I always ask when it's overwhelming for me in the world, I always ask to send an angel to protect me. And I remember around the time, you know, firing a hole was, was, was about to pop and shit like that, you know, and, and, it, it was, you know, I got sick before that, you know what I mean? And, and, and I didn't know, but I remember asking the Lord to send me an angel. And the next thing I know, nigga, like, I, I, G Money, he put in that work, though. You know, you stood around. He, he stood around me. Like, he wanted to, to really under, like, what is this Pandora <laughs> box here? What the fuck is this here? You know, like, I think the the other guys that were around were just more opportunists. Yeah. If, if anything, like. This shit isn't easy, man. Like, I know it sounds dumb, but hey, he, he sees the stats. There's a lot of shows out there, but they fall off, man. It's not as crazy as you think to actually be able to do something with this if you just keep doing it. Over and over again. Every day, go back and beat that fucking rock. You never know. Oh, we're, 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 we're not going to stop. Yeah. We're we not going to stop, nigga. Like, this, no matter what we doing, no matter how much we get up in the game on the other side, you know, uh, uh, in the business, it, this is our, this is our therapy. Yeah. <laughs> we need this right here, man. You know, as much as our family needed, you know, um, and and we're loyal to the firing squad because the the firing squad is loyal to us. So you know, everything that we do over here at the firing hole, we keep the firing squad in mind, um, and along with our um, decisions and the shit that we make. But it's more so that you know we like to cater to to what they like and what they want because they kind of know the message. Yeah. You know what I mean? They kind of know the message um, and they get it. So they don't kind of go outside of that realm. You know, um, everything going on with Luis J. Gomez and shit right now with this whole fight uh, <laughs> and everything. Don't even so, get me. We're going to be here for another goddamn hour, Jimmy. I know you got to go. <laughs> fucking A. Listen, Look, this isn't going to be the last time. I want to come hey, back you, on your anytime, show. Anytime you fucking feel like it, Jimmy, you fucking call me or text me and I'll, I'll set it up. Hey, G-Money, you want to hit your spots and give me all your plugs and shit? Uh, yeah, you can get us at uh, Fire in the Hole NY on Instagram and Twitter and on wherever you find podcasts. We're on Spotify now, uh, 
iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Patreon.com slash Fire in the Hole is where you can get a bonus episode and the video version to the podcast. And uh, just $5 a month and all sorts of other bonus stuff like Jimmy was saying before, like uh, the summertime's coming up. Jimmy's been saying that for he's been He's been very excited for the summertime in Harlem. And there's going to be a lot of crazy shit on our Patreon for sure. <laughs> that was just a little touch with the with the, with <laughs> the, the baby, <laughs> with the pull-up huggies. <laughs> uh, where else can they get in touch with us at? Uh, we got a P.O. Box. If you want to hit us at a P.O. Box 3553, New York, New York, 10027. I want you to yeah. double down on them. <laughs> P.O. Box 3553, New York, New York, 10027. And we, we got the P.O. Box. We like people to send, like, their artwork or, you know, they want might want to send something. Um, show us their appreciation with a, uh, a gift of artwork they, they made. Like, we got this this crazy guy named Odyssey. Uh, he, he sent us this this really dope. Like, yeah. watching him at Skank Fest uh, do it and yeah. shit like that, I was just, like, blown away. Then he got really, when we was in front of Jim Florentine and everybody, he was just so nervous. He couldn't do it in front of them. But um, they send these these things, and we 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 highlight them on our show, you know. Um, it's not uh, a show where it's about us. It's a show where we, we want to utilize it as a tool where, we can give back to the people when the numbers are building up. They're a part of the numbers building up, and we want them to feel like they can showcase what they got going on to us. Yeah, if you, there's a platform for them here that they're providing, who the fuck am I to not give them that? That's crazy. Send us music. The email? Did you give them the email? Uh, fire in the hole NY, gmail.com. Yeah, man, send us music. We play all of that shit on it on our show. All, hey, everything. Oh, oh shit! Hey, Jimmy. So I got a buddy. His name's Dave. He lives in Australia. All right. He's a fan. Shout of, out to Australia. I love Australia. This, we get a lot of love from Australia. This dude is a fan of yours. He yeah. He's he knew more about you than I did. So he's actually been kind of giving me sliding me info. He made a song uh, for you. <laughs> actually, I have it loaded. If you'd like to hear it, it's a minute long. I would love to hear yeah. it. So what this is, this is you. Listen, this is you singing, uh, rapping NWA. This is back, I think, with the whole Kevin Brennan thing. And it's not anything particular. It's just, I guess, a conversation y'all were having. And you broke into Gangsta Gangsta, I think, from NWA, maybe. Oh, shit. Yo, let me hear this shit. Hey, but it's mixed. It's mixed with Rage Against the Machine. So get Ooh. ready. Here it comes. I'll, all right? Let's go. Ice tea and ice cubes and that like. But chill, don't play like that. No. You're wearing a Raiders hat, so obviously you're in a gang. Yeah, this is a gang, and I'm in it. My motherfucking man will fuck you up in a minute with a bike. Alright, so anyway, and then you say, God damn, they're ruthless. Everywhere we go, they say, damn. NWA is fucking up the program. Then they realize we don't care. We don't just say no. We're too busy saying, yeah. Like drinking out of those motherfuckers. It's like doing a show. It's like I look like a motherfucking role model. Two kids looking up to me. I fame and the bitches in money. See, I'm the type of nigga that's built the last. If you fuck with me, I put my foot in your ass. See, I don't give a fuck because I keep bailing. What the fuck are they yelling? That's fucking awesome, dude. That's fucking awesome, man. Shout out. 
shout out to Australia, man. Shout out to the UK. Shout out to the motherfucking world, man. Oh, man. Yo, this was a real pleasure, a real fucking treat, man. 100 fucking episodes, man. I cannot wait for us to be a part of your 200 episode fucking finale. Um, But, yeah, dude, we got to visit you again real soon. Real soon, man. I'll definitely hold you to it, fellas. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, hey, if you, G-Money, I know I don't know a whole lot, but if there's anything question with the the other shit we were talking about before, hit me up, man. We'll talk about yeah, it. And totally, I'll let you know man, anything totally. I can help you with. Guys, the sky is the fucking limit at this point. The best thing I can tell you is start getting around. Get on it. Be a podcast hoe. You need to be out there spreading that shit around. You need to be taking, listen, anybody that's got a hundred listeners, if you can go on their show and take ten of them, that's mm-hmm. ten more mm-hmm. fucking listeners. That could be one more fucking patron. That's the right. law of averages, my friend. And at this point, all you're doing is using your mouth. That's a lot easier than using your fucking back. So get in there mm-hmm. and do that shit and let G Money be your guide. Cool. <laughs> don't That's go nowhere fact, you yeah. motherfuckers stay around and keep doing what you're doing I'll hold you to that 200th episode for sure <laughs> you already know man Yo, shout out to your whole audience thank y'all for letting me and G Money be a part of this excuse me G Money and I be a part of this and find a motherfucking hole catch us every Wednesday Okay, that was my conversation with Jimmy Martinez. Uh, I've been a fan since the first time I heard this motherfucker talk, and I couldn't be happier to have had him on the show. This is It was an amazing experience, so thank you so much, Jim, and uh, G-Money, you motherfucker. A lot has happened since this was recorded. <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, there was some craziness and, and, you know, Jim is, he's working on his shit. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people can appreciate. If you follow the show, you can hear it. Like this dude is processing some pretty heavy duty shit and it's nice to get the underdog story. I like that shit. I like to get behind it. So go there, support him. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, I, if you, if you're in the New York area (laughs) and you're not aware of Jimmy Martinez, which would surprise me make yourself aware go find that motherfucker give him a crisp high five shout out b-rod uh or give him a hug he's a he's a teddy bear (laughs) just don't kiss him on the mouth that'll get you smacked uh you could look that up on the internet guys gals we did it 100 episodes bam in the bank it's pretty crazy i i really (sighs) it's uh there's been a lot of transitions <laughs> the last couple of years, you know, uh, growing up, having to deal with, not to deal, but growing up and becoming a dad and, and husband and all this shit. Like it's, it's been a really interesting journey thus far. Some of the people that I've gotten to meet, some of the people that have helped me along the way, um, you know, it's, there's too many really to, to name at this moment. You know who you are, man. Uh, anybody that's in my circle, guys, gals. If you've listened, if you've supported, I thank you so much. Like, this has really been a wonderful experience. It's been a few bumps in the road, but I don't think I could have done any better at this point. I've fallen into a wonderful bunch of friends, um, you know, support networks and groups, and it's really been a pleasure getting to know and meet all of you, and I'm looking forward 
to the next hundred at least we got to keep rolling man this is this is fun and at this point we try to make a few bucks i sit here in my office in my spare time and try to entertain and amuse you cocksuckers and bring people that i find entertaining and amusing and get them to try to share some stories and this jimmy's one of my favorites thus far i love it when i don't have to talk you would be surprised how much of me i didn't even have to edit in this episode (laughs) it was great one of many very interesting people that that i've gotten to sit and have a conversation with and so yeah man i I appreciate each and every one of y'all motherfuckers thank you thank you thank you and uh let's we can get through the business real quick and we'll wrap this shit up like subscribe leave a review if you would that'd be cool uh you know i like criticism give me some of that too if you got it at po'boy pod on twitter at jodyb501 if you just want to holler at me but yeah man uh check out the nsfw podcast network support all the wonderful shows we have there the second coming show with the reverend jamal uh casual sex with crumb the blunt mommy podcast the man brain podcast the priory society wonderful wonderful bunch of shows if you got a kink <laughs> if you got a uh an interest in any kind of things to deal with with sexual uh intercourses and outer courses hit them up they might have some very good insight for you so that's it's my pleasure to to present this wonderful bunch of perverts check them out and to pay some bills www.spunklube.com get some slippery on your dick uh wonderful products guys they've been around for a while they're the top rated lubrication for porno videos and whatnot great product great people variety of options they got the og silicone hybrid looks like jizz it's a lot of fun if you're not into that they also have uh pure silicone for all your allergies you don't be getting no no itches on your your privates also they have a an organic blend it's avocado oil basically you could eat it it's good to know right (laughs) www.spunklube.com and a big shout out to our sponsor. Uh, you know, I've said it a couple times now. This is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, people like Jimmy and a few of the other guys that I've had on the show over the last couple years. Uh, I want to go to Skankfest. That's my plan. So I'm going to sell toilets <laughs> to get there. You motherfuckers go to biobidet.com. B-I-O-B-I-D-E-T. And you can use my promo code POBOYS. You get 10% off anything in the store. If you've been questioning about getting a bidet, I'll say this. Now's a great time. It's summertime. You got that mud butt, that swamp ass. All your cracks and crevices could use a refreshing. So you pay 55 60 bucks. You get the thing shipped to your house. You hook it up to your toilet. I did mine in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, you can have a squeaky clean booty hole. Who wouldn't want that? Buy one for your mama. You know what I'm saying? How much do you love your mother? You know it's hot. She's all clammed up. Send her a fucking toilet, you bitch. But yeah, man, the products are great. Um, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and that's why I share with you uh, the promo code. Get you a good deal and uh, clean it out. Hey, if you got the extra money to spend, get the one with the extra the, the features with the hot water and the blow dryer and all that good shit. It'll kick me back a few dollars. I'm getting to fucking Houston one way or the other, goddammit. It might be on a mega bus, but we're going to figure it the fuck out. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, it's been a pleasure. This has been just a miracle <laughs> to, to have come this far, and I cannot say thank you enough. So, I'm that motherfucker Jody B, and uh, we'll see you next time. But now the gravity of trouble was more than I could bear. 
Sometimes my luck was so bad I had to fold my hands I almost lost my soul Really I could find my head Wake up early in the morning Feeling nearly dead Trouble on the chin Mountains I climbed Was to kill a thousand men Spent most of my lifetime downtown Sleeping behind the wheel Never needed anybody I was king of the hill oh, When I think about the old days Lord, since chills up and down Yeah. 